Glow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Glow My God, an official Afterglow podcast serving the hottest takes about what is next in your queue. I'm Trevor Stovall, the new audio director here at Afterglow, and I have alongside with me Roberto Soto, our digital design editor, and Isabel Alvarez, our print design editor. Today we will be talking about the current backbone of the music industry, TikTok, a social media platform that has taken the world by storm, elevated underground artists into the spotlight, and created viral trends that occupy our current culture on a daily basis. Within two years, the application has over 800 million active users, which is just insane. Before we get into TikTok, though, we have our save, skip, and repeat segment. For this section, we will be talking about the music we are liking and not liking as of late, so... Isabel, what are you liking and not liking as of late? So my save for this week is Working for the Knife by Mitski. Mm. Um, need I say more? <laughs> um, my are you well, friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also a <laughs> question, but yeah. Um, and Well, my skip doesn't make it any better, but my skip is uh, Silk Chiffon by Muna featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. I loved it at first. And just kind of based of where I am in life, life is not so fun. So um, we're just skipping her for the week. I'll come back to her eventually, though, so it's okay. Um, And then my repeat, even though I figured out that it was released like an hour ago, um, I know it's going to be In These Silent Days by Brandi Carlisle. Um, I adore Brandi Carlisle, and her vocals are always amazing, and I love this new project. But yeah. Amazing. And Roberto, what are you what are you liking and not liking? So <laughs> I feel like it's been the same or it has been the same for about a week. My save is what it is by Amber Mark. She's a really cool, really great um, R&B pop soul artist. Um, she's released a few EPs that are really, really good. And her new album comes out in January. And I'm really excited for it because it's her first uh, like full length album, I believe. And um, this song in particular is just groovy, groovy, and um, nice, lovely, cool vocals, cool harmonies, really great production. She's super awesome. My skip is, uh, it is J-Lo, all of J-Lo. I recently watched a video about how basically um, J-Lo just takes or took, because this is a lot of the evidence is from uh, over 10 years ago, but especially towards the beginning of her music career, basically just took the demos of a lot of other um, women singers and like put maybe one vocal layer over it and then was like, all right, guys, this is uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing by me, Jennifer Lopez. And it's like, well, no, that's actually the same um, demo just with one other vocal layer. So um, she did that to Ashanti. She also said the N-word and I'm real, which I was reminded of 
um, when I watched the video. And then literally when I was thinking about it after watching the video, I went to a bar and they were playing it outside on the patio. And then I went to a club a few days later and they were playing Love Don't Cost a Thing. And I said, I don't know who's harassing me, but it was really, really awful. <laughs> and I had to leave. So skip all of JLo for now, at least. She's also dating. What's his name? Um, the one everybody ben, thinks Ben Affleck. That one. Again. Again. I know everybody's excited. Anyway. Yeah. My repeat forever and ever. I don't know. I, I was listening to it on my walk today and just it just fuels me um, hot and heavy. Jessie Ware from her What's Your Pleasure Platinum Edition that came out this summer. Um, it just changes me. I become a different person. I don't become a person. I become a god. It is. It just it's it's it is rushing through my veins. Um, it is sonic. It just makes me feel so, so good. Um, yeah, Jessie Ware, her whole What's Your Pleasure album will probably be my most played album of the year, even though it came out last year. Um, but hot and heavy. Gosh. I don't know what her and S.G. Lewis put in that, but tasty. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Trevor, your turn. Yeah. So um, what I've been listening to as of late, my save is Alice Phoebe Lou's. Uh, Glow, which came out earlier this year. She is absolutely fantastic. I love every single thing that she makes. I also love um, her YouTube videos that she does. She does these wonderful studio sessions and does live performances of a lot of her songs off that record, and it translates really well live. It's just a lot of fun. Um, my skip has to be uh, Daddy's Home by St. Vincent, which is controversial. Mm. I understand. Um, I think, you know, I'd... I've been listening to it a lot, and it's not one of those albums where I listen to once or twice and be like, ah, this isn't for me. I really wanted to like it. I'm a big St. Vincent fan. I love mass education. Um, but I think just the amount of, I don't know, maybe interludes, the how long it was, the flow of the album was great, but there weren't a lot of songs that stuck out to me. I thought I was having this conversation with you, but I had this exact same conversation with someone else a few days ago because I think the the movie that she did or whatever is coming out, and they're like, I didn't really like Daddy's Home, and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, because you think I don't know. She's she's very critically acclaimed, and even though there's you know one album that's not your favorite, I still think she puts out fantastic material. Th this is no Saint Vincent slander. Um, <laughs> And then on repeat, uh, my repeat track has to be uh, Country by the good um, the Australian band Good Morning. They released it back in uh, August, I think, and it's the lead single. It's super hypnotic and repetitive and fantastic. I love everything that Polyvinyl puts out. Um, it's just really great, and I'm really excited to see them when they tour again. So, yeah, that's what's going on over here for our save, skip, and repeat. And now we're going to get into our main topic about TikTok. When COVID-19 hit, the music industry was left in shambles with little to no government resources to pick up the pieces, which left artists really fending for themselves and forced them to make their digital presence known in the unprecedented times that followed. And in came TikTok, the massive video sharing based social media platform that tailors its videos to you based on its algorithm and its critically acclaimed for you page. TikTok is unlike YouTube because of one pivotal reason, the length of each video. Because of the 15 second to three minute time range, users can scroll through hundreds of videos a day filled with hundreds and millions and billions of different songs and creators. 
TikTok exposes its users to such a wide range of media that there's a place for everyone. And among all those videos are the musicians of tomorrow. Based on just a few lyrics or beats, a new trend emerges. And before the creator knows it, their music is famous. But not everyone is sold on it. And some believe that the fledging app is a fad that will come and go. Today, we are here to talk about our different hot takes on the larger-than-life platform that is TikTok. To start our discussion, I'd love to have a quick hot take on how everyone feels about the app and what they think about what it can do for artists today. Roberto, what do you what do you think about TikTok? What do I think about TikTok? I only really downloaded it one time because my friend was doing a school project for it, and I, they were like, can you please like all the videos and comment on it? I said, absolutely, I love you so much. And so I did that, and then for like maybe about a month or two, I was just like, wait, this is because this was like in this summer this past summer i was like this is what y'all are talking about this is so much fun also how does it know i have daddy issues that's crazy i didn't even tell her it's wild the algorithm is wild and i will give her that but for the most part um in regards to music i think the biggest um issue that i had with tiktok was how um repetitive and reductive it made a lot of songs when it would they would come up on my on my for you page or anything um and then later like on instagram and stuff you know like people would post tiktoks that were already published um on instagram and then i just get really bothered by the same section of the same song um i think i brought this up last time on uh the vinyl record podcast of glow my god but how it basically there's this Shangri-La song that it's that there was a sample for that went viral and it really irritated me uh, because I was like, wow, you really bastardized this song. It's really, really frustrating to hear your favorite song be um, deduced down, remixed, chopped and screwed into something that is not really um, exciting or um, good. All that to say to each their own, not for me. I totally respect that. I think we should be able to use each social media platform and come and go as we please. I've had my time on TikTok. And it's ended. And it's, and it's <laughs> ended. However, I will say I'm irritated that I, what, I had downloaded TikTok when it first came out, and it was still just in its like musically transition phase. So I was like, oh, this is stupid. Three months later, it became what it ended up becoming. And I was like, wow, I really missed out. I could have went viral on TikTok. I wouldn't even be sitting here right now. Isn't that crazy? And yet you're here with me. And yet I'm here with Trevor and Isabel. Talking about football. Talking about <laughs> football and gas prices. Um, bad and bad. Anyway, Isabel, what are your thoughts on TikTok? Do you agree with me? Uh, you- yes and no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just t- tends to be how it goes, but exactly. that's okay. Um, so personally, I love TikTok. I'm, I don't post anything because I hate like people perceiving me, mm-hmm. but, um, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, uh, just kind of like it as a platform. I agree with you that it, the algorithm is kind of scary. Um, within the first two weeks of having it, it figured out of uh, my dream of like dropping everything and moving to Italy mm-hmm. as well that I have carpal tunnel. I don't know how I wow. found that one out, but anyways, um, so algorithm sucks. is weird. <laughs> that one sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but so so i love tiktok but i definitely do see the downsides i am on it too much but i and i also see like um where you're coming from like songs being like uh taken only like for a couple seconds of value and that's it um but on the other side of that i do see like 
it's kind of going towards the future of music in my opinion because um as like we societally move more towards like the super like fast-paced and briefly interpersonal um uh type of media then i i think it's like leading towards something that's bigger well, you study this, so you have. My, um, I'm I like, do. I don't like it. And you're like, statistically, scientifically, this is where we're headed. I like wrote something today, and I'm like, wow, my brain. Like, I was in J2, just like, hmm. like eating tofu. I was like, good for me. Perfect. But yeah. Trevor, TikTok? Yeah. Question mark. You know, TikTok's really fun. It's a great way to, in my opinion, kill time. Um, not saying that, that it's just this two dimensional app where it can kill time i've learned a lot of stuff on tiktok i've laughed a lot on tiktok um i've also been like wow there's our i don't know if our generation is going to be the one to save the earth after watching some videos on tiktok um but all that being said it's a really great scope into what's going on in the world right now and the um, trends it creates are crazy um my main concern is how it will impact artists and um, specifically independent artists and smaller labels. Um, we all know, you know, TikTok is great at so-called blowing people up, um, whether it be Doja Cat or um, like an Austin local favorite, uh, Dayglow. You know, they've really been able to take 15 to 30 second um, choruses or sound bites of certain artists and really get that into every single person's head and keep it stuck there. So I wonder if it will, this is for a, another discussion point, but you know, I kind of wonder if it will destroy songwriters integrity um, as songwriters try and create something that is for a 15 to 30 second uh, chorus to blow up on TikTok, or are they making songs for the integrity of creating music, you know? Destroy is such a powerful verb. <laughs> um, I, I I agree and I disagree. I think that there is the chance of people, songwriters particularly, um, just trying to get that big hit. But like that's always kind of been the case. I think TikTok is just the brand new form of that because people, I mean, pop music, um, especially top 40 focused pop music is always like, how are we going to get this listener um, this person listening, how do we, how do we be, how do we make this person a listener and this listener a fan and this fan a customer? Um, and I feel like that's always been the case since like the beginning of, um, capitalism and, uh, <laughs> commercializing music and entertainment. But, um, I do think that TikTok is a different form and it's, it's a much faster moving form. Um, and it's a lot more successful maybe because there are so many different like niche audiences that are able to be like, oh, this metal song. I don't know. I don't know any metal bands. I was like, <laughs> metal Metallica. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, this song, this is this one goes hard. And then you also have like top four, like, oh my God, Doja. Meh. And then you have like, oh my gosh, this Frank Ocean sample. Um, you know, all these different artists that you're able to really um, – can I just name like really big artists, not like small <laughs> artists? Uh, oops. Uh, but no, I think I think there is a way that it does kind of ruin or encourage the destruction of artistic integrity when it comes to just like um, when it comes to songwriting. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, a new form of like customized radio. You know, people are always going to try and make radio hits. I definitely have to agree with you. I think the weird thing now, um, there's a, like a lot of points I could address in like what you just said, but uh, what you reminded me of is like TikTok people that are now making music because <laughs> of their fame on TikTok. Um, so I think that's also like a really interesting like breed. Uh, ooh, <laughs> hello. Um, that's also like a really interesting like breed of artists that's coming out now. Um, so I, I like, took a second and I said me too. Addison Ray. Oh. I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. Listen, it kind of went off. Anyway, oh. continue. Um, so like in regards to artist integrity, I know a lot of people like, at least, especially like the ones that I like normally like hang around, we uh, kind of agreed to like, um, we're not putting like much uh, like thought to any of these like TikTok artists like mm. uh, because like they started off with a platform so we're like assuming that they are produced like automatically so I think it's also hard to kind of give people a chance in that regard because um, I don't know if like Bella Porch or Addison Ray I don't know if any of those are people are great but mm. based on like their TikTok content I'm not like giving them a chance um, mm. but which for better or for worse I don't know yeah <laughs> I think that like. But then there's also like YouTubers who then became musicians yeah. or um, or sh I should say YouTubers who then made music. Uh, and then there is also like the Disney star to Disney radio pop star mm -hmm. um, pipeline. Lindsay Lohan. Listen, I love Lindsay Lohan <laughs> over by Lindsay. L Rumors by Lindsay Lohan. Banger. Um, but like there's always I don't know. It just to me, it just feels like a different form of the same thing. But like a like a, a mutant strain, if you will, because <laughs> social media itself is fairly um, um, infantile. Like it's ve it's very very recently um, created slash advanced, and it's advancing so rapidly um, that it, it it does feel like a mutant. It's the TikTok is the delta of um, radio, television, film, and music. That's my that's my piece. Not to go full circle, um, I know you don't <laughs> want to talk about J-Lo anymore, but, you know, people who can go from <laughs> TV to fashion to music, she's she, one of those people. She is one of those people. I mean, she had uh, she had some more, like, independent hits in the 90s, and then Selena, where she really blew up, like, nominated for the Golden Globe, and then she started dating Diddy, and that's where it all went wrong. She was like, I, I did it a black guy, so I can say the N-word, as I'm sure the conversation she had with herself. But that's beside the point. J-Lo did have those connections in a way of like, I have the platform. I'm connected to this producer. Um, let's make some music. Let's steal some demos, and let's um, put them out as my own. And whereas now it's like, I have, a, for TikTokers, it's like, I have a platform. Music production is fairly, like, um, simplified now slash there are so many different music producers that are available to me um, let's make a song um, let's make a good song question mark not usually the case but let's make a song um, and the thing is like I mean did the Addison Rae song I, I, I mean I don't mean to bring her up but um, <laughs> did that song ever like blow like did that ever have a moment on TikTok or was that just like people were like oh my god she can't dance dance crazy I don't know about Addison Rae, but I know like Bella Porch, she like, I think her song, like I think it was like called like Build a Bitch. I think that went viral oh, on TikTok for 
uh, a minute because even I got on my for you page and I never interacted with her. I heard ever. that. <laughs> I heard that on a, a video like truly yesterday, and oh. I was like, I was like, is this Ava Max? Oh, no. <laughs> That's who I thought it was. Anyway, <laughs> horrible song. I'll say it. That's my hot take. Um. I absolutely yeah that's that's so funny. <laughs> I don't think it's out of a but <laughs> Bella Porchfire. Um, um yeah, I th- I think going back to your other point uh, Roberto about um people creating songs like having that accessibility as a creator and throwing some stuff to the wall and seeing what sticks. I think I have a little bit of a problem with because um I feel like artists should really only focus about making good music and a lot of that extra business stuff can kind of come later. You have to, there's no marketing strategy for music. It's about having good music Mm -hmm. and you can kind of build from there. You can't, there's no sustaining artist that is still around that just consistently makes bad music Um, unless they're just kind of a meme and they've marketed themselves as a meme at that point. Nobody genuinely likes them. Um, I won't bring up any specific artist in particular. <laughs> we can assume. We can all. Everybody's got we one. We all know head. who we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't think artists should have to subscribe to creating a TikTok or making uh, Twitter. But mainly, we're talking about TikTok here, mm-hmm. uh, or making a TikTok to hope and chance of blow up. I feel like they shouldn't have to create content in order to throw it to a wall and see what sticks. I feel like that comes off as lazy and disingenuine. And if you are going to make a TikTok, you should actually put heart into that as well because there are genuine creators on TikTok. Um, Basically what I'm saying is be genuine about your stuff. Good advice from Trevor, (laughs) the aspiring TikTok artist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so on your point of like they shouldn't have to make a TikTok, I totally agree. Um, but I also totally see where, um, especially, um, for smaller artists or artists that like just got signed to some sort of label, I definitely see like where the intentions are coming from because people want to go where the people are. So it's very much like, um, like putting yourself out there, even if it doesn't like blow up for like more than like a day or if it's like doesn't like barely blows up at all at least it's putting some sort of energy into the world and like getting that to stick mentally is also super important i i saw something else the other day that was like i know that 30 views isn't a lot but if 30 people were standing in my room right now i'd i'd have a panic attack or whatever (laughs) crazy thing they were saying but like yeah no like an audience is an audience and like one more fan is one more fan one more that's one more ticket that's one more t-shirt that you sold that's one more stream on your spotify or maybe 20 or whatever Mm -hmm. um a platform is a platform but i'm also like thinking about um there is um like Griff, um, the artist Griff, who if you don't know, wow, wow, she's 20. <laughs> uh, she's really great. She, she writes really good um, like alt pop music, not to reduce her to a genre, but she's, she's, she's very good. She writes very good music. Um, One Night, also on repeat. Um, give it a listen. But she, I think Taylor Swift gave her the advice of like basically, amongst other things, like don't let your label try to control you, but specifically mention, like I remember seeing like, mentioned tiktok like just because your label wants you to make a tiktok doesn't mean that you have to do that and as far as i know once again not on tiktok but am on griff's um back because i love her (laughs) 
I don't think she's on TikTok. And I think that she's really like forging a path for herself. And I believe that, are you fact checking? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm like, I have no idea. Um, as far as I know, she's not on it unless it's like run by management, but like she has really forged her own way. And maybe she's not like blowing up in the sense that she's creating content, but like, I don't know. I think she's doing fairly well for herself. She has like several million monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, her, First EP just came out of like a few months ago. Very is she on it? She's on TikTok. You're good. Uh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> we can cut that out, right? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But no. So there's people like that where she's up and coming and she's you know making good music, but she doesn't like like there is a way to make good music and still not have to use this platform and not like you know get on another form of social media to be like mm -hmm. oh this is where everybody is. So I don't know. It's there's a way and there's also not a way. I think, like, one of the reasons why people are like, oh, TikTok, is because, like, people like Doja Cat. Like, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. not, not to call her the poster child, because I don't know exactly what that means. But, um, <laughs> not like, not to use <laughs> words for things that I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me using like, bastardized earlier. I'm like, I really <laughs> hope that that's what I thought it meant. Um. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so Doja being, like, probably the first, like, huge artist that, like, got super famous from TikTok, I think that that's part of the reason why, like, all these labels are kind of trying to push it, because it's another facet for people to push their uh, uh, music on. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what TikTok gives other people a leg up on with social media platforms is also kind of like it's downfall a little bit um with the app's ability to kind of go through a number of trends in a week is um absurd i feel like you could take a whole academic course about like solely on the trends of tiktok throughout one semester mm. and the midterm exam if it's cumulative you're kind of done for like there's <laughs> there's no way you can i don't care if you've done the readings like there's no way you could be able to so memorize much. and quantify every single trend that goes through so i think the music industry has also kind of fought against the public's like short-term memory when it comes to new songs you know new music friday press only gets one song maybe a week and then they've already moved on to the next week and so album reviews because there's so much music now you know you know album reviews and if you release a single like you're lucky if you get for, you know attention for it for more than two to three days um which is also kind of absurd but tiktok's algorithm with its ebb and flow specifically by erasing past trends and making room for new ones is something that i don't think the music industry was entirely prepared for and i think you know success within the music industry depends on the artist and their music and how they can stay relevant for long periods of time and sometimes i feel like tiktok kind of prevents that I definitely agree. Going back to what you said about trends, I think trends are super important, especially from like a... <laughs> I hate trends. That's it. Sorry. Continue. It's okay. Um, I respect people that hate trends. Uh, <laughs> but just like based on like my background, I think trends are super interesting. Um, but I think trends are super important because they're, they're a snapshot of where we are in pop culture. Mm -hmm. So with that, it's kind of... it. We're getting more in the pattern of all these different like this all these different experiences being super fast-paced um and with that blending not to get to a whole another point but with that blending with technology and companies 
becoming more personal while like addressing people as mass media um is Mm. just kind of really interesting to see how those men together and i think tiktok is kind of doing a great job at that because like later tonight i'm literally gonna be in bed have my phone five six inches away from my face Mm -hmm. and watching tiktoks it's like the person is like there with me even though obviously like they're not um but because like like one app is such like an interpersonal experience it feels so personal um so yeah um not to piggyback on my own point but (laughs) i saw a tiktok today (laughs) Uh, back to what isabel just said um um where is the person i want to um i saw a tiktok today from uh pablo the don uh they were talking about how right now it's super weird with tiktok because (laughs) super Mm -hmm. weird with tiktok because we like in regards to like doja cat and i feel like in the future more artists we all feel like that we're watching her become a superstar like through our own eyes Mm. um because of us <laughs> yeah um so i did I, that <laughs> <laughs> we did that so like i know i remember her like first from like her song moo mm-hmm. um even though that was like before <sighs> tiktok but um classic <laughs> um but like people are seeing her like on instagram lives like in a big like pink like mm-hmm. fluffy suit doing like her songs um it just like everything she's putting out on social media feels so personal um so we feel like we know her and then we're seeing her like I've seen like at least fifty TikToks of like um, her performance at ACL this past week, mm-hmm. and um, like everyone's saying like Oh my gosh, she's so amazing! Like she's like the like next like person. Obviously, like, she's been like up and coming, mm-hmm. um, but we all feel like we've been watching her like through our eyes uh, and like watching her grow up to as she is. But like we haven't yeah. like truly and deeply, we haven't been. Um, so I think that's an interesting point to bring up well uh, as well, like going back to like the interpersonalness of TikTok. <laughs> Speaking of Doja, I think <laughs> I also the what's the name of the album? Again? Something pink, hot pink, hot pink, hot pink is the album. So it came out end of like like November, November, December time, um, twenty nineteen. And then three months later, we're stuck at home. There is like not one bad song on that album. Like everyone's a banger. All of them are. All of them are just you know dancey or some type of mood. And like I feel like there's not one track on there that hasn't like had a video, like a a trend, a TikTok trend to go with it. Um, and with that being said, not to like discredit her like merit. I love Doja. Listen, <laughs> I love Doja. But I think it's also fair to consider the fact that that album. And all those songs, being as good as they are, came out at a time when, um, right before, uh, we all just stayed home for that one year or whatever. Um, some people even longer, some people less. We're still looking at you. Um, <laughs> I'm still looking forget. at you. <laughs> I, I didn't forget. I never left my house, beside the point. Um, anyway, um, that album came out at such an opportune time that, like, there were it just it just was perfect timing for her because everyone was like well i guess we're getting on this dance app let me let me do something to say so i oh, know say so that say so was like right before um right that was say so came out right before lockdown it was like february january time yes i thought say so huh. was on hot pink yeah that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like oh, Hot yeah, Pink yeah, came yeah. out like yeah, right yeah. before everything. And yeah. then after that, it was like, oh my God, we're doing the Say So Dance. And then it was like um, so many other ones. So so people were just, there was just so much. Um, 2019. 2019, yeah. Um, 
so much for people to work with and i think that dojo's def- like along with her talent her merit i think that this was a particular like she was writing the high of moo and then and then she came out with hot pink and then she did all those videos that were very good but then it wasn't really picking up until pandemic time um pandemic time and yeah it's also like it's not just i don't know and that's when everybody started using TikTok a lot more too. That's when I started seeing a lot of more. Cause like, what else are you gonna do? Right. Play Animal Crossing. Not all of us have switches. <laughs> S- still bitter. Anyway, <laughs> I, I hate being left out. I hate being left out. <laughs> Back to my point uh, earlier about <laughs> missing out on the TikTok uh, blow up after I. Anyway, <sighs> I hate being left out. Doja Cat. What are her fans called? Does she have? I don't think she has a name for her fans. Wow. So I could Can we wrong. decide for her? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna do kitties. <laughs> the kitties. Uh, the kitties. Uh, oh no. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, I need to. I need. I now I need to know. And I think it's. I think it's really great that, you know, we've been able to skyrocket a lot of. Um, they're Your called mind. the kittens. Kittens. Yeah. kittens with a Z. Z. Kittens with Z. <laughs> Doja. <laughs> um. I think it's I think it's really great that we've been able to skyrocket like a lot of like individual musicians and give them kind of this platform. Um, but I, I again I'm just looking out for the little guy. Mm-hmm. I think I think the independent artists are really just getting the short end of the stick on this one, um, especially because of the way songs are being advertised now, um, because songs are being advertised through a visual medium. So you are attaching a song and a piece of a song to a certain video which is fantastic it creates for a lot of great like you know aesthetic videos and mood boards and cottage core and wonderful <laughs> little like topics and of cottage and cottage specifically core. cottage core mid-century modern all the buzzwords literally yeah um, our gen z's like what <laughs> i'm in i love this podcast I love it. that's the sound bite that's, yeah. there it was um, cottage core <laughs> But I th- I think it's just um, I think it's a bit of a negative to have um, some bits of song pieces be attached to a visual medium because now you're giving something that an artist created to something that they weren't always intentionally going after, um, which is obviously a bit of a controversial take um, as songs are used in movies, TV shows, and literally commercials, everything all the time. But that being said. When you are using these songs in TikTok, a lot of these independent artists aren't getting the fair representative pay that they should be getting paid for it. That's my opinion. Is anybody getting paid? Nobody's getting paid. Wow. Everybody knows, you know. What the heck? (laughs) TikTok recently, I mean, they recently expanded its music repertoire to include licensed music from Warner Music, Sony, and more recently Universal and while the big labels will obviously benefit from licensing agreements with TikTok, pandemic hit artists are not entirely the direct beneficiaries um, of these changes, considering the commissions to be paid to the platform and the record companies. So basically what I'm trying to say is labels provide the hits, TikTok provides the you know viral sense of the matter, and streaming services provide the accessible content so all parties should be happy, but you know what happens if one gains too much leverage? You know who gets to run the show? You really hit that last line. Scene, scene. I both agree and disagree with you. I definitely see that like it obviously is a problem that these creators, uh, well, sorry, that these artists aren't being paid for their work, um, especially if it does go super viral on TikTok. Um, but 
uh, in an article from Business Insider, it said that 67% of the app's users are more likely to seek out songs on music, music streaming services after hearing them on TikTok. Um, and Damn, y'all got sources. I'm just, I'm <laughs> that was on, the only one. <laughs> I'm running on vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, but... Yeah, and I've also I have definitely seen like smaller artists like doing stuff with it. Granted, some of them were on YouTube before, so they were already like kind of aware how to do multimedia stuff. Um, I'm like specifically looking at like um, uh, Tessa Violet, MXM Tune, Mod the Tour, and Duruso. You can't sorry, Annie Duruso, um, and Ashniko. Um, even though all, not all those were on YouTube, uh, but. I also agree with you that they shouldn't be forced to make this sort of multimedia, um, like portion to their music. Um, but I, like, I totally do get from a like advertising perspective, why it is super important, uh, like in this day and age. Uh, but in, I agree that an artist is an artist for making music, not like doing all these other, uh, like, uh, videos and live streams and stuff like that that that's not in their job description the only thing is to make music um so putting these like expectations on them i think is gonna i think that might not be super long lasting uh like well super feasible for a long time um but it's also good because if you have the right resources, you can connect with even more creative people, which can boost, uh, obviously, creative industries, which is awesome. But clearly, like, not everybody has that sort of access. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I had to say. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's Rob. Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me? <laughs> I can't think of anything. No, I... I I don't, I mean, I feel like I can't really speak on it because I'm not on TikTok, but I feel like, be, I mean, you have your carpal tunnel TikToks. I have my daddy issue TikToks and they're very specific. They're all, they're also like Mexican daddy issue. So I'm like, whoa, this is hyper specific. Um, but with that being said, there's like so many different niche audiences that you can cater to. So I'm like, I'm both thinking it's incredibly difficult to reach mass audiences with um, independent artists. However, you can also always like, um, you can also always reach out and like reach the um, more niche, you know, like heavy metal bands um, can have their heavy metal audience and like hyper pop and, you know, super, you know, um, what's that word? Super electronic music um, can have its audience. And so I, I don't know. It just feels like, there's always going to be an audience. There's always going to be an audience, and especially with TikTok, where everything is super, super hyper-specific hyper to um, individuals. Um, I don't. I mean, I just don't know how it functions, or like if <laughs> if virality is easy as easy as it seems to be, or as difficult. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Also, yeah. do you want to be viral? So I know definitely not every artist wants to be viral. Like that's literally not to go back to Doja Cat again, but mm -hmm. she's a queen. So Doja. we have to address her. Yeah. Um, but like for Boom, even though that went super viral on TikTok for a while, she never wanted to release it. And um, like she still hasn't released it because it was just like a demo that I think she like played on a live stream or something like that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the origins, but nevertheless, like she didn't want to re release it because people were just saying like, you could make all this money from it if you release it. And she's like, that's not like my end goal um so um i truly deep, deeply think that the most 
the best TikTok music is the one that comes like organically. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what you said about like those niche circles, notice how everybody I named was like a like uh like uh my God, I noticed how everybody I named was like an alternative pop or like indie pop. I'm be honest, you were speaking a different language when you were yeah. naming those people. I had no idea. Who <laughs> That's how specific it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've like seen TikToks on my for you page of like one of those artists, like uh, I think it was Annie DeRusso, like somebody was using her sound and she came in the bathroom and was like oh my god like that's me um so just like finding this weird like niche circles i think is it's also that's really good for artists in my opinion Mm -hmm. um because you're not only like uh like maintaining the um the people you already have but you're like cultivating uh new people that are similar into like these genres um but yeah, and also just to clarify, not all of my TikTok is carpal tunnel. Maybe <laughs> like maybe once, uh, maybe once a month. It's mainly to clear the like, record. <laughs> just to clear the record. I came here to clear the record. <laughs> not all of Isabel's for you pages about carpal tunnel. Literally, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it'd be really helpful if it was, but it's not. No, I, I didn't mean that. Listen, I listen. I had Mexican daddy issues, and then I had like Mexican food, and then actually these are all the same i'm like wait (laughs) there was there was a lot on my for you page Mm, there was like um old ladies falling (laughs) which is really funny to me anyway back to tiktok uh (laughs) back to back to independent artists and supporting independent artists yeah i have nothing to say um back to uh i really liked the topic of conversation that you brought up about um you know visibility versus uh you know going viral i think uh, a lot of people, this is a episode discussion point within its own. I'm going to bring up South by Southwest. You know, some artists pay for a slot at a South by Southwest showcase just to be on the stage. They're not making any money. Um, this is going to go, This is, there's a connection here. Um, <laughs> people are paying for a slot on an unofficial showcase to pay 30 min- or to play 30 minutes um, for a show. And so... When it comes to visibility versus, um, you know, actually getting paid, there's a bit of a disconnect. Um, there's a bit of a gap between what TikTok has licensed and what songwriters and producers actually have contributed to the video sharing apps, like overall ecosystem. Um, I can only imagine what the underrepresented songwriters and producers with publishing may not be seeing um, with their publishing income coming directly from tiktok um so it's a bit of a paradox within itself i think companies like tiktok might not have the publishing like licensing structure that pays all songwriters but its effect on driving driving songs towards success allows those same songwriters to benefit from their um, benefit from their publishing like in a traditional sense so basically what i'm saying is companies um like Twitch and Peloton and now TikTok are all companies that help drive overall music sales. Um, But these artists aren't always getting paid for it. And the rights of independent creators, the most vulnerable to um, inconsistent or non-existent intellectual property royalties uh, are being left out. And it's just kind of sucks. Um, You know, I, for example, uh, I, I have a band called Hal Johnson and um, we have a lot of songs that have gotten some pretty good 
streams on TikTok. Not saying we're TikTok famous by any sense of the matter, but we've gotten some pretty good streams. Something that would equivalent to around fifteen dollars on Spotify, which is also another conversation within itself um, about Spotify paying their artists, but. We didn't get any money from that from TikTok, and the distributor that we used and signed up for said we would be getting paid money. So I don't know if we should be pointing fingers at TikTok or should we be pointing fingers at distributors. Basically, artists aren't getting paid, and it's time that they do get paid. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You hear that, Universal? You hear that, Mr. Tick? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Tick. Mr. Talk, I'm sorry. Doctor talk. To direct the conversation a little bit further, um, how do you think artists that will have, quote unquote, like made it from TikTok do in a post-pandemic world? Do you think there's a platform for them? You know, we all talked about, you know, being inside during the pandemic for a year, watching our carpal tunnel videos and our daddy issue videos and uh, listening. Uh, aha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got me. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, listening to these videos or watching these videos and listening to these songs, do you think these artists will find stability in a post pandemic world? Will they have a platform? Will they be headlining ACL? Will they be paying $10 to play an unofficial showcase at South by? I don't think you can have stability in a world that's not stable in it within itself. Um, wow. but that's another a whole other mic, topic. Another mic drop. Wow. <laughs> we could have ended this podcast six times tonight. That's how <laughs> hot these takes are. Um, but I think it's, but I think that in regards to like smaller artists that are becoming like bigger artists from TikTok, um, amongst other things, I think that they're going to have to work like 10 times harder to kind of prove their credibility. I don't remember if Lil Nas X was on TikTok when Old Town Road started. I was trying to figure that out as well. I was thinking about it. Yeah, but I know for a lot of people, it was hard to take him seriously for his uh, like album Montero because like people just see him as this horse guy mm-hmm. and then a devil. And then they were like, whoa. <laughs> um, He's pregnant now? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Question mark? <laughs> So even though his album is really great, it's like, even though there's some people that are super devoted, like, like devoted to him, and there's some people that are like this, like this is really good. Um, for others, they're just not really even giving it a chance because they're like this. I don't want to like even associate myself with this guy. Um, but um, that's just one of I'm sure countless examples of people like on the internet trying to like prove themselves. Um, and that also goes back to like when YouTubers were trying to prove themselves as like real mu- musicians. Um, Name a YouTuber musician. Troy Sivan. Never mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> I adore rest my him. Case. I rest my case. <laughs> no, but he did music before. Anyway, continue. What do you mean? No, so he did music before YouTube. No, D- is that a lie? Uh, he was 15, I think, when he started his YouTube channel. So I wow. don't think so. Was it Justin Bieber on YouTube as well? I think. As mm. Isabel was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they need. To, I think they need. They're gonna have to work ten times harder to kind of prove themselves that they are like a legit musician, um, just because people, especially like older people, I think that more younger people are being open to, uh, like people from the internet becoming real artists, just because like we've grown up with the internet. Um, but in regards to like people that are like currently running the music industry, I think it's hard for them to take. Uh, those like those like inter quote unquote internet artists seriously uh just because 
they gained traction from being viral, whether it was a meme or not a meme. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like the way I think an artist would have to do it the way that Nas did it because like he had Old Town Road, you know, did his 17 remixes, all went number one, was like broke so many records. And then his next single wasn't for another like what, six, seven, eight, some months, some months later. And then his debut album didn't come out for another two plus years. So he really worked hard on um, like both keeping that traction and also creating a product that was um, like keeping keeping the traction, keeping people's attention and still creating a product that was like worth people's time in the end. So I think that, that it's all about strategizing slash being um, a good artist and like a good person who is an artist because there's so many people that could, could, um, there are so many people who make music, but like, oh, this sounds mean. Say it. <laughs> Say <laughs> it. But like, like you're like not interesting. Like yeah. you're not creating anything interesting. And I, I think that's that goes to a different point where I just personally really resist and um, despise people striving for mediocrity and like not trying to do their best and being like this one's I just wrote this song in 15 minutes and then we produced it and it, we did it in a week and now it's out. Um, I love her. Ariana Grande does that a lot. I think she can do better. <laughs> I think she can, as an Ariana stand since truly maybe 2010. I love her. I love that woman. I think she can do better. <laughs> um, no, I love her. I think she's doing great stuff. But like, you know, that kind of idea of um, we made this in a week. It's like, I can tell. I can tell that you did this in a week. Um, that's, I don't, but also some people are just different where like, um, are just actually genius and are able to create things really quickly. I don't know. I just think that people should take more time and consideration into creating products that are actually worth people's time, money, and attention. Yeah. As much as I like acknowledge that a lot of like the good TikTok artists are people that were just kind of there at the right place at the right time and with the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's how they like grew their platforms. Um, I definitely do see the side that, like you said, like working towards mediocrity. Um, I think you brought this up at the beginning, but like there's always going to be people, whatever, like whatever age of music, there's always going to be people that just want to do it simply for other people to listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think TikTok's just another, another platform, platform for people to listen. And whether TikTok, TikTok, like any other social media, is going to end at one point or another. That's just inevitable. Um, but <laughs> rip fine. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, but like um, the effects that it's going to have, both with social media um, and with music, are like really like crazy. Um, and they're lasting. Like even lasting, if the yes. even if the platform goes away, the impact that it had on like people and the way that people engage with media. <gasps> We're stuck with it. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, going back to Ariana Grande, she has a four-step octave range. She absolutely yeah. knows how she do can you do it. Not stand. Yeah. How <laughs> do you know she absolutely can do better? She can't. Listen. Okay. Uh, this is different. This is a tradition discussion. If she made like an R and B or jazz or blues album, are you kidding me? Oh. Are you kidding me? Like, I, could you imagine her like doing a tour but with like a full live band? Oh. Uh, 
That would be great. And like, you'd like, never see me orchestra. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be on tour with her. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I have dreams about it sometimes. <laughs> this last album was a lot, like, as close to what I've been wanting as possible. I'm like one or maybe six steps further in this direction, and you will, it'll be killer. Yeah. She does pop good, but she does R&B stellar. I agree. Um, I think, uh, yeah, going piggybacking off what you were saying, Isabel, uh, is TikTok absolutely is a platform for people to express themselves and um, showcase their unique creations. Um, going off the question of how they will do in a post-pandemic world, I think it what absolutely what both of you are saying. It all depends on how original content that they make. Um, and if they actually have a lasting impact and something that's not mediocre, um, what I don't think we should do is I don't think we should use streaming data um, to a degree, a lot of streaming data, and some of TikTok's uh, sense of virali- virality, 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 thank you, uh, virality, chemistry word, virality, <laughs> virality, <laughs> bio, that's the bio speaking, sorry, <laughs> we should use their virality um, to influence how we book shows and how we plan tours and just a lot of different aspects of marketing. For example, there's this really... Um, legendary i don't like using that word um but well-respected um post-punk kind of emo band called joyce manor they played a headlining show in new york very recently and had a band called surf curse open for them surf curse had a song called freaks blow up on tiktok and it has like 250 million streams on spotify spotify compared to joyce manor's um top song being 27 million um and people were saying that because surf curse had this song blow up on TikTok, they're automatically going to have more people come out and play these shows or like more people come out for them and they should get the longer slot. If you saw any of the videos from that show, um, Joyce Manor was far and away the best band of the night and had the most people there. So I think it takes um, people realizing beyond certain streaming data, beyond how many songs your how many times your song has been listened to on spotify or how many times it's been bought on itunes to really influence how much of a lasting impact these artists have i just don't think data is everything and i think a lot of it has to do with word of mouth and how many times people actually listen to your song um not based off a streaming sense but how much they actually enjoy it i guess is what i'm trying to say so um my whole point (laughs) is um data good data not that good we shouldn't (laughs) use it to influence everything and um we should respect artists that have built a career from something other than streaming i just i just i just need to bring this up because i have not been a fan of the baby before any anything i was like i don't get it i literally don't how is he how is he nominated for like 94 Grammys like I know it was like two but like there was it was far too both numbers seemed like too many to me um I was just not a fan and then when um I found out that at ACL he was headlining I said I verbatim actually I won't say verbatim what I said because I, I don't know if this is a clean or dirty podcast but I was just like who made this decision like what what and it was right after it was announced right after Megan Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion won like three Grammys and like had two number one hits after a year. And I was like, and she's from Texas and she's also good. 
she's also good and yet the baby has like maybe a billion streams on whatever that song was um but like why like what was the what was the decision because he's doing better in terms of numbers and data um just to case study that really fired up me um no that's a great point yeah like Meg, it was acl but i think it was it was acl i remember because they i remember because oh, they pulled him know. and then they replaced him yeah. with tyler no i thought Wait. tyler replaced stevie tyler replaced stevie they replaced him with George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, wait, okay, we, we're, we're gonna fact check this, but no, he, it was he, ACL. He, I, you're right. And I, I remember being it. ACL because I was literally like, okay. "What is happening?" I was. I mean, well, the baby was pulled from like truly every festival yeah, yeah. after that. But like after, we don't have to name. You can Google it. But um, <laughs> if you're still listening to the baby, you're you should not be listening to this. We talked about Ariana. Tyler and the Creator did replace the baby. See, boom. I think it was George Strait. <laughs> I think it was George Strait. They seemed like the same same crowd. And by that, I mean my, my Nana. Um, my Nana introduced me to both George Strait and Stevie Nicks. Go, Nana. Duran Duran replaced Stevie Nicks. Oh. Duran Duran. That's why we didn't gotcha. think about that yeah. at all. <laughs> I well, what sounded Rio and Hungry Like a Wolf, classics. But what else? Anyway, continue, Isabel. <laughs> Back to Isabel. Um, so... Uh, Data. That was the Data. thing I was going to yeah. talk about. Data um, doesn't matter. So while I wholeheartedly believe data doesn't matter, I think going back to our the start of this whole thing of why we're in such a like weird time, um, I think any place that we can find some sort of stability, even if it's not always like accurate, um, I think like data is that's what it is for the music industry, especially right now, especially so because of how accessible it is, because we're literally like each of us have tracking devices like with mm -hmm. us, right? Like always. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, like in regards to streams and everything, though, like obviously those, those aren't everything. Um, it's what it's what like music industry can gauge where the path is going from now um and i think the interested interesting i think the interesting thing is like because we're using this data to change the music industry the data is changing itself so wow. I, <laughs> and we are in that the one matrix. was not that deep my professor <laughs> said that one um so um because like this is unprecedented times uh it's interesting to see like the direction even like data is changing with that but yeah i think yeah. i i made like a point and then i like, didn't make the point it, yeah the point <laughs> then the point made a point um i agree yeah like when you go on like an artist spotify page you are automatically hit with how big they are mm -hmm. whether it be how many monthly listeners how many times their song has been streamed you're hit with just numbers. like data and numbers and um how many followers they have and so yeah you're absolutely right and it, it influences literally everything that we go off um well i mean to bring it back to like youtube like are like i mean earlier am i gonna watch the vi the video about how to sew a shirt sleeve with 370 views or am i gonna watch the one that has like two million it's like well yeah two million people trusted this one so i'm gonna watch this one the 370 view one was actually better for me personally <laughs> but i wouldn't know that because i watched the the five million one well, that's all the time that we have for today about our discussion about the instability of the current backbone of the music industry, which is TikTok. Um, if you liked what you heard, you can visit us at afterglowatx.com. 
Um, if you have any questions, comments, and, or concerns, feel free to email us on the contact section. What do you think about TikTok? You love it? You hate it? You think it's good for music? You think it's bad? Love to hear what you think. What um, do you think of J-Lo? What do you think of J-Lo? <laughs> Only negative things. Only negative things. That's <laughs> all I'm reading. Sorry. So sorry. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you.